Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the special episode of Rocket IT's Business Podcast with my buddy, Jeremy Kubicek. I'm your host, Matt Hyatt, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, co-founder of Giant, Jeremy Kubicek. Through his passion for entrepreneurship, Jeremy's coached businesses, you may have heard of some of them, Google, Microsoft, Chick-fil-A, helping leaders truly unlock their potential for success. And today, we're excited to have him on the show to discuss his newest written book. How many books have you written so far, Jeremy? Like seven? Uh, published five, five, six, published. if you count. If you count, you know, like a soft cover update, <laughs> seven, nice. if you count the one that I, you know, have written, but haven't. Officially I was going to say, yeah, let's say five. I bet you there's one in, one in the kitty uh, moving forward, but seven books. Awesome. Excited to have him on the show. The newest book is about the peace index. Something I've heard Jeremy talk about a little bit. I'm really excited to share, man. To, what to talk about a timely title. Peace index is a five part framework to conquer chaos and find fulfillment. How timely is that in this world right now? Uh, so good job. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Let's dive right in. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Matt, always good to be with the mayor. You know, I call you the mayor because you, <laughs> I know the the real mayor may You're be. You're the one person that. that calls me the mayor. Yeah, thank you. But I <laughs> love, uh, just, I love your heart for the community for going at, you know, having lived there for so long. Uh, I just love what you do um, and, yeah. and the work that you do. Thank you. Well, I, I uh, appreciate that very much. Right back at you. Big admirer, big fan. Always happy to talk with you. And when I can share you with uh, my friends and by extension, the community, I think that's just an awesome thing. I think the world of you, and I think it's going to be good for folks to hear a little bit about what you're up to and, and your path. So a reminder of folks that might be listening, uh, we have had you on the show before. I think it was episode 13. Uh, we had you come in. Uh, and, uh, we love, like I said, having the opportunity to talk with you. Uh, we heard a little bit about you from, uh, from that episode, but I want to just for folks that maybe haven't heard that, and it has been a little while, let's refresh our memory. Give us a little bit about your background. Where'd you come from? What's had your yeah. in the last professional life? You know? All right. So, uh, it's, it's funny. I had a professor when I went to, when I was in college and we went to okay. uh, Asia and he had a major impact in my life and he basically kind of gave me this framework of like, how do I let the world fund me to influence it? So how do I do impact and income together? Mm -hmm. And I've been on a journey of exploration on that. And so uh, I moved to Russia. I started some companies in Moscow, which is really interesting at this stage yeah, because... Right. not many people the, talking about that right now. No. And Americans you think about moving to Russia. You know? Yeah. And this is in 93, right? right? So this is after the, the, the walls came down, but we established what is now the largest uh, private school in Moscow, the Moscow yes. economic school. And so a lot of the leaders, kids go to the school and we rotated, uh, still do, I believe, uh, rotate through teachers who teach ethics uh, in, in Russia. Right. Yes. And so in, interesting to say the least, but it was, uh, it was our attempt to bring, you know, liberation to that part of the world. So I was learning how to do that. And then I've, I've been in private equity. I've been in distribution. I've, I've, my dad always said in your twenties, it's not what you do. It's who you work for. That's most important. So I found mm -hmm. the person I wanted to work for and that got me into African-American hair care products. Not that I wanted to be <laughs> or knew anything about it as a Czechoslovakian, but I um, learned a ton from this guy in Kent Humphreys. And then, then he sold the business. I got into private equity and then worked for um, a dominating leader um, out of New York. And that actually is the reason Russia and that dominating leader is probably the main reasons I've created like the support challenge matrix. Some, some of the tools that are now being used around the world right. came from that experience. Nice. And, uh, and then we uh, ended up in Atlanta because I, I started giant in 2002 and then we bought John Maxwell's assets. I moved to Atlanta to merge those in to giant. Then some of you will have known us for the leader cast. I built the leader cast conference and then uh, we took catalyst and made it a national brand. 
sold Maxwell, sold all of those things and moved to Atlanta, I'm oh, sorry, to London. And so, um, as you do and, uh, started the, the version of giant that we're doing now, I felt like there was a 21st century way to scale leadership. And that's what Steve Cocker and I went after with you and others that were a part of that. And, you know, some fun memories for sure. So we're, we're on this journey to, uh, with this journey to bring our version of liberation and peace on earth really by helping leaders get healthy and yeah. uh it's Good working way. it's working yeah. so now so. We, yeah now we have 850 consultants or coaches that are certified and they're our client we basically work with coaches who then work with companies and uh it's a really fun process and i write books and speak and travel and meet with companies and meet with our coaches around the globe. And Love. I get to inspire them. There we go. Yeah. You know, thank you for that. I know you well enough to know that that's not even half of all the stuff you've had your attention on and, and focused on and things that you've accomplished. One thing you pointed out there that I love to just, I tell people about when I'm talking about Jeremy Kubitsch, I talk about you all the time, but uh, you know, the courage that you had when we sat down years ago and you told me, hey, not only am I selling my business, but I'm selling my home and my cars, all my worldly possessions, and I'm moving my family to the UK with not really a particular plan. I think you had an idea, uh, but you you took a leap of faith and we're going to, you know, I remember you telling me we're going to, you know, maybe start another business and see where that leads us, uh, but also maybe explore uh, Europe and spend time with our kids. And you did exactly that. And that the courage and, and bravery that it took to do that, uh, I admire quite a lot. Not many folks will get out of their shell and comfort zone uh, to do something like that. So awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you back, Jeremy. Thank you. I think it's important every two to three years, especially in our world these days, to reevaluate your life every two to three years. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that. And if you need to reset, reset. I was just with a CEO. He's in a horrible situation with a private equity group. Mm. And I told him, I was like, get out, man. Now, let me show you how. Here's what you do. Pass the baton to someone else. Update your vision over here and, and do the things that bring life. Because life's too short. Um, that If you're dying, everyone around you will feel it. And if you're full of negativity... It will come out and you'll be affecting everyone around you. So for me, it's just not worth it. And yeah. so um, that's why I have the guts to reset. So, yeah, well, that's great. Well, I, I, I guess I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I think that kind of is a great segue into uh, to your most recent book, Peace Index, about evaluating that place we are in life and having a framework to make decisions about, hey, is it, is it sink or swim? You know, is, is it you know time to dig in or time to, to bail? Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot more uh, to that too. Uh, I, where did that come from? Tell me a little bit about that. Where did that concept come from? Yeah, well, Peace it came index. from uh, the Peace Index came actually from a sermon from a guy named Frog or Ewing. His name is Frog. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I've met Frog. And, Actually, yeah, you remember Frog in, in England. And, and he basically had three components. He had uh, purpose, people, and place. And so we then dug in a little deeper and had the personal health. We had a few other people who, um, uh, Joe Hill and some other people who have really influenced it. We added provision. But what we really, the, the idea that hit me was, huh, every single person who walks in everywhere, every day, has a circle over their head and it has a number over their head. And that number is their level of peace. And it's going up and down just like the, 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 the stock market. It's ticking up, it's ticking down, and it's being affected by global chaos and local uh, frustrations and local mm -hmm. issues. And around purpose, what am I doing? Why am I doing this job? Is, is this really what I'm, I'm designed to be, right? Which is around our work, right. tied to people, uh, you're only as good as your weakest kid. Uh, it, you know, that's as a kind of a joke, but one child, if they're not right, it can affect you or one neighbor or one mother-in-law or pick people affect you place 
um, and I just don't like my living situation and I dread going home or whatever. Personal mm-hmm. health. I've got some sickness. I've got something that's not right. Uh, mental, physical, spiritual. And then provision is I'm just not earning enough. Mm-hmm. My daughter right now is 24. She really likes what she's doing. She's just not earning enough. And it's mm-hmm. really, really tight, you know. And so right. it's really affecting her level of peace. So when you put all five of those together and you add up the number, which we can do in a minute, we'll test out what yours is in front of the entire world. We'll test oh, and awesome. see what your peace index is. That's fantastic. And yeah, so we can do that. <laughs> and then, but when you realize what your number is, and then you know which one's lowest, why is it the lowest? Why is it off? Which one is off and why is it off? Mm-hmm. Then you can begin to control the controllables. Mm-hmm. And that's when it gets really fun. So you can get really honest and go, yep, it's my place. And can I do anything about it or not? And most cases you can more than you think you, you can. You, I want to make sure I caught that. You say most places you can more than you think you can. Yeah. You can change things more than you think you can change. Yeah. Them. Yeah. I guess in the back of my mind, I was, I was just telling somebody earlier today, actually, and I, by the way, I, you know, generally I, I think, I think I am a, an optimist and very kind of future oriented. And I always think there's a way to get where we want to go. Uh, on the other hand, you know, the, the world is feeling really heavy right now. Uh, you know, we've got a hurricane coming up. I have family in Florida. I'm worried about them. There's inflation like crazy. The higher oh my gosh. It's been tough pandemic, you know, war, it's all this stuff just feels really heavy, Chaos. but I can't control those things. And so trying to, you know, set that aside and focus on what I can control important. And, and the idea then of the book even is I'm basically teaching people that maturity is to be able to develop inner peace when there is no external peace. Hmm. So developing internal peace and the other big aha is the peace index actually helps you manage your emotions so that other people don't have to manage your emotions. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be nice if each person listening, if all of us would be aware of where we're off, work on it, deal with it so that other people aren't having to work on it and deal with it for you. Right. And, and that's really it in the midst of, Supply chain, inflation, political unrest, social unrest, blah, 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 blah. Any, another pox. You know, I just read yesterday that there's a new Russian pandemic thing coming called, you know, Kostna 52 or some crazy name. And you're like, but in our world, that social media and that news cycle, it spreads unrest partly Mm -hmm. because that's their business. Right. It's like Absolutely. the more unrest, the better, because they want yeah. they need advertisers to watch what's coming, what's going on. <laughs> right. And so the gla- global sadness, Gallup has a global sadness poll. It's at 28%. It's never been this high. Really? Uh, d- directly related to it. Higher is, is uh, worse, right? Higher is worse. Uh, yeah. Directly related is the antidepressant percentage. There's basically 25% of the population are on some sort of antidepressant or medicine wow. Wow. for anxiety. That's hmm. Yeah, that's tough. So, yeah. So this seed of an idea, I mean, that's, that's, you know, at least 10 years back, right? Uh, Seven. And all that stuff. So I was yeah. working on it for yeah. a while. Why, uh, why a book as a, I mean, yeah, you've got a video platform, yeah, uh, I have you're a, out there speaking all the time. Why write a book on this topic? Well, so um, first, it's a really quick read. It's a fast read because most people don't read much anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but my publisher Wiley came to me in April. Mm-hmm. It was April the 26th, and they said, "Hey, we really think you should write." I just signed a uh, three book deal. They go, "Hey, before you get started on that, do you think that you could write a book?" on peace we think it's really needed hmm. uh, in the fall yeah. and i'm like you mean this fall and <laughs> they're like you know this was april 26th and so they go it's yeah the deadline <laughs> the deadline is june 1st may 31st wow and so i i thought about it for a day i got back to them I'm like yeah i'm all right i got it 
And it was hmm. actually an attempt for me to go, can I write a book? And I write all my books. You know, most authors have a ghostwriter. I write yeah. all mine. And I basically looked at my wife and we made the time and space. And, you know, I have a system. I have a pretty cool book writing system that works for me. And I wrote it in 18 days. Wow. And then I had to, you know, editing over the summer. Um, sure. But 18 days of hard writing. Uh, out of curiosity, do you have a place for that? Like, do you have a physical place? Like, I'm going to write, I'm going to do this in my office or by the pool, or I'm going to travel somewhere. Or I like to do it at the, you know, how does that work? Yeah. So typically in the past, I would write, they would take me six months to write a book, you know, four yeah. months of really hard writing. And I would t go off for 10 days and write like uh, the five gears I wrote in Jeff Lampkin's house in Florida on the beach, mm -hmm. Apalachicola. And, you know, the five voices was written in, uh, you know, Clifton house, uh, mm. and places okay. like that. Yeah. UK. And, um, this one was written at the Prairie at post, nice. uh, which is, which is our, our neighborhood we built, you know, so for those yes. that you don't know, In we spare time, Kelly and I, we built a neighborhood, uh, co-developed it and we had, um, 50 acres, 21 houses. So we designed my house to be a place where I could write as well. And it's just peaceful and just knocked nice. it out. Hey, love it. I love it. Well, let's dig into it a little bit. Tell us about the mechanics of peace index. If I want to know what right, my number we'll, is, how do I, how do I figure it out? Okay. We're going to go with you, right? So you got your, you got your phone. Do you have your calculator there or I can do it for right. you? Um, I got it. Yeah, I, you're going to have to I do it, it for me. Yep. Okay. So we're going to do Matt. We're going to use, we're going to do you and then I'll do, I'll say mine too. So you don't feel okay. like it's right. only, you. um, we're going to go first. first get so my numbers can be higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go into uh, purpose and go, how good do you feel about what you're doing will align to who you are? So how much does what you're doing align to who you are? How good do you feel about your purpose? One through a hundred, hundred is highest. Yeah, pretty dang high, I'd say. Uh, so I'm going to say 90. 90. And list, all those listening, someone's 90 might be someone else's 85. Okay, so it's really your number. Well, you think about a movie. If we went to see a movie and you give it a nine and I give it an eight, but we might both think it's like exactly it the same. same. Amount. Okay. All right. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit, so, a little bit subjective. Yeah. It's subjective. So 90, yeah. it's a good score. That's really, that's a good one. Now people are the, is the next category. This would be the top 10 people in your life. Like, well, you're an introvert. So maybe top five, I'm joking, but <laughs> I'm for them to see 10 people, <laughs> <laughs> for, for those that you're around, <laughs> for those that you're around the most, Right. Uh, how, how good, what's the level of peace in the relationships that you have with your people? One well, you know, if, I, if I were to name them, some of them are tens and some of them are fives. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. So, and right, you don't, so, you don't want to name them. So you just right, collectively, right. No, no, subjectively, no. Uh, we'll use fake names. Uh, yeah. <laughs> names, <laughs> names that rhyme with Maureen, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, just, you know, off, off the cuff, maybe a seven, cause I've, I've got a lot of really good ones. 70. Oh, yeah, sorry, 70. Seven would okay. be terrible, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. peace yeah. at all. <laughs> 70, yes. Yeah, seven out of 10 or 70 out of 100. Okay. Most of the relationships are really good. I have, you know, I worry about some folks. So. Yeah, there you go. That draws it down. That draws it down. And all of us are like that. And that's what I mean. Some days those people are better. So mm -hmm. someone else's lack of peace affects your lack of peace. Or yeah, affects your true. peace level. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And the goal would be that other people's lack of peace wouldn't affect your level of peace. But all right. right. But it's just it does. Uh let's go over to place. Place would be your spaces that supercharge you, your home, your living area, your office, your community, the region. Yeah. How good yeah, do you feel? Uh, what well, level? That's really good. I'd say I'd say another ninety. Close to ninety. Okay. We love we love Atlanta. We love the place we're living. We love our office building here. Community's great. So um, good setup. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So let's go into um, let's go now into your personal health. This is mental health, which is unstable. Right. I'm we're, joking. We're starting at zero. Okay. I'm working mental, <laughs> physical, spiritual, collectively, right. Right. mind, body, spirit. How do you feel? Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, honestly speaking, probably a fifty. A few okay. pounds overweight. Yeah. You know, pandemic. Yep. I'm going to blame it on the pandemic because it's not my fault. I get it. Right. Somebody else's yeah. fault. 
So yeah, totally. I'll say 50. All right. Uh, pretty stressed around a bunch of things. So yeah. 50. The next one and the last one is your provision. So it's how, how good do you feel about what you need? There's a difference between what you need and what you want. Right. Some some of you listening might go, yeah, I really want to be in this neighborhood. Or I'd like this car. That, those are wants. Mm-hmm. Needs, contentment is really around needs. Do you right. have what you need to do what you do? What level would you put yourself at? And we're talking about you know, what I want to do in business, what I want. Or you say need. Yeah, yeah it's your needs. So need uh, 90. Okay. Yeah. So... We add all what those am I together. worried about? Oh my gosh, I got all these nineties, and then I got a fifty. Your your, av- your score is a seventy-eight. You have a seventy-eight over your head. Yeah. So what you do then is you go, okay, well, which one of those is lowest? Uh-huh. You had you had you know personal health, and now control what you can control. What are the controllables? So what what are you dissatisfied with, and is it controllable? Can you make changes on those? Right. Right. That's so. your game plan. So then you get a game plan. The, the point of the piece index. Now, by the way, this is, this is, we just are doing only one chapter of the book yeah. inside each of them. There's a deeper level of assessment. Okay. There's a, in, in the piece index, you have a place assessment. You have a actual budgeting process and the provision. You mm. have a, a people uh, assessment that, you don't want to show anyone where your piece is going to get down quickly because <laughs> you're, you literally write out a number a score for every person, the top 10. And is it going up sideways or down? And I have this whole entire process there that you go through. So, um, but that's really the goal here. And then at the end, my favorite chapter is chapter eight on how to keep the peace and mm-hmm. what I do to manage my emotions and work on my peace index on a daily basis. And it works. Hmm. That's really cool. You know, I kind of like the uh, number over your head thing. I'm kind of thinking about that. I happened to sit through a uh, uh, a presentation by our local public school superintendent last week. And they had a little video presentation and they were talking about, I mean, they've got thousands of teachers that work for this school system. And they were, and, and literally north of 100,000 kids. So lots and lots of people involved. And so the video was talking about creating a school system that's supportive of everyone. And they would show little vignettes. And of course, it was all, you know, they made sure to say this is all fictional. But, you know, here's a student walking down the hall that maybe uh, they're worried about their parent who has cancer. And then they show a teacher and the teacher is concerned about their you know, 12 year old dog uh, that's not feeling well. And then they have another person and maybe there's something happy going on in their life. They're looking forward to a reunion that's coming up or something. And they thought, you know, what the point of the video was, hey, you never know what's going on with people around you. Uh, and so we need to provide an environment where everyone can feel supported and happy and safe. Uh, and so they can have a great learning environment. And you kind of think, wow, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, there was a little badge or a little circle over the head. So you could kind of tell who needs a little extra support uh, and uh, and who might be struggling behind the scenes. You just don't know what's going on, you know? You know, it, no, it's so true because you can you judge people as they walk in. You know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. what happened to Tom? And Tom used yeah. to be such a good employee. Well, you have no idea that his wife is sick, but he doesn't right. want to say anything because right. you don't know the details. So um, I was just with Bar Taco. Have you been to Bar Taco? I have been to Bar Taco. Yeah, that's a Do you like old, it? Uh, restaurant, isn't it? No, it's not. No, no I thought it was. Uh, uh, no. So, no, I, I do know Bar Taco. Maybe maybe there's one at Disney or something. But uh, hmm. yeah, there's a Bar Taco in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, and and a lot of other major cities too. Yes, love the decor it, there. Really cool decor. Yeah. Uh, lots of cool really good. Taco. So. Yeah, that was that's their founders' I guess the food's pictures. Good too, the food's amazing, and but here's what I'm telling you: what's so amazing about this group is they're investing in their people, and they said um, they want to be amazing at their ambiance, amazing at the food. But they're in the people business, mm. and what they realized was that they need their team leaders to be healthy, number one. But they really, really need their team leaders to assess the peace levels of their employees. Mm. So they've rolled out the peace index to every one of their team leaders, general managers, regional directors, all of their 
store, you know, restaurant managers so that they can actually have better conversations with the people they're hiring, they're working with. So that's what's happened. So a lot of people, and this is uh, this is a shameless plug, but a lot of people are buying books for their teams. Like mm. we're getting more than any other book we've ever done. This is like tens and twenty fives and fifties and and really? it's, it's oh Nine yeah, multiples. it's crazy. Wow, that's awesome but for for their team leaders because yeah. of what's happening. Like it gives them it gives them language to deal with their employees. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality. No one knows what to do because there's a mental health issues, but you can't send everyone to counseling. Right. You can't send, you just can't. Right. So when you figure out what it is, what's over their head, this number, oh, it's their place or, oh, it's their person. Or so now we're having to train emotional intelligence mm. as a part of everyday business. And most people haven't had to do that because, you know, a lot of, leaders are like, can't we just do our work? Why is everything, why, why are you bringing home to work? Well, because of these devices, mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't, we never thought about how intrusive cell phones and text messages would be. And then social media and all of those components come into your business. So now your head knowledge is directly tied to the fulfillment of your heart. So head and heart go together more than they ever have before. So in the past, peace was like taboo. It's too personal. Now, hmm. you have to talk about peace because driven people drive people. Peace is directly tied to performance. And if you don't understand the level of peace and the level of hope that those two words affect if people are going to stay with you or not, which then creates disruption if they don't. It's called the right. turnover rate, right? So that's ultimately what I'm trying to do is give leaders and team leaders um, an understanding of how to assess their employees. So I'd love to, you know, maybe you know, we'll see if, if this is something we can fit into this little episode here, but give us a practical example of how that plays out. Take a, you know, I, I think our, our typical listener is probably going to be a, uh, a business or a nonprofit leader of some kind, often, you know, 25 to 100 team members. What's the practical application of PNC Index yeah. for somebody like that? So uh, I can tell you the recent uh, situation with the team I've been working with. Um, the, the team leader or the owner of this team um, of people. He is a great guy, but I'm trying to be careful how to say this in the right way that ever came back. Uh, let's just say people don't know if this person is truly for them because mm-hmm. his body language, his demeanor, his perform, perform, perform. But his heart really is, he has good intent mm-hmm. and he wants the best for his people, but his personality and his wiring don't show it. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was happening was he was starting to lose people. Uh, and shockingly, like people who were, he thought loyal. And mm-hmm. he's like, what is happening? I lost two of my long-term team leaders because they lost hope that the team was going to get better. Mm-hmm. They lost hope because they weren't seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then they had other opportunities. This was the last year. They had other opportunities and they jumped ship and went to those now I don't think they're There's that a much lot happier of that going on right now. What was that? I, I don't think they're a lot. I don't think they're more. Ha- I don't think they're happier. They're, the grass uh, is greener on the other side, mm-hmm. and in yeah. both cases, I know those people, uh, and they're uh, not. But they went. They they took the jump, all because they didn't believe that they they thought that their leader had hit the ceiling. Mm. And when I asked why, kind of an exit interview, I asked why. It was like, I just didn't feel like he was for me anymore. Mm. I didn't feel like he was proactive. I didn't feel like we were making decisions that need to be made. So it looked like we were just treading water. Mm. So they, so it was a very much a feel. Right. Well, to the thinker and the leader is a thinker. He was like, that's, that makes no sense. What do you mean? I feel (laughs) we, we have our quota. We're trying to hit our budget. We, they know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's the era that we're in. Mm. We're in a, we're in a rash, fickle 
era of employment. Mm-hmm. So they didn't leave. They liked their job. They liked their work, but it was the person they left, mm-hmm. not the business they left. So okay. when you think about then what needs to happen, so this guy goes, what do I need to do? All right. Yeah, well, let's use the peace index. Let's do a test. Let's just do an assessment. Everyone can take the assessment. I have the assessment for free. If you want to, if anyone listening, it's the peaceindexbook.com. Okay, you can go take a free assessment and it gives you uh, your level of peace. And if you want to have people do it and then share it with you, that would be really a fascinating conversation. Yeah. But talking about the peace index, hey, now it's like, hey, where are you at, man? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Now it becomes objective language mm-hmm. versus the subjective. Matt, you seem kind of down. What's up? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I trust you or not. But if, <laughs> if we go, where's your peace index? Mine's out of 72. Where, my lowest is personal health. What about you? Now we have at least some language to actually know what's going on mm-hmm. with people. And then we can go, you know, I get it. Now, a lot of people are afraid that this will turn into counseling sessions. And it doesn't. It no. just, it doesn't. I've done it now for, you know, like you said, seven, eight years. It doesn't. It turns into my leader uh, knows me and is for me. And if at times, if there's situations like, hey, mental health issues, I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole, but I have right. a recommendation. We have a resource if you need. Mm-hmm. So that what that's doing is that showing support, mm-hmm. which then makes it easier to bring challenge because it feels like, you know, me and most people want to be known. Sure. And if they're not known or feeling that there's hope in their workplace, they go somewhere else. So gotcha. a peace index is a simple tool. But it's a there's powerful assessments inside of it uh, to help leaders know how to lead. So do you see? Uh, we do, so we established my number seventy eight, right? Yep. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember back in school, it's like a C, a C plus. C plus. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that uh, that tracks well with my, you know. Uh, <laughs> School performance. I love it. Uh, so does the number change? Am I always every day. Be a 78? No, it can change every day. Now, once you get to higher levels, you're hoping it doesn't oscillate as much. You hope it kind of right. goes up and down, stays more steady. Mm-hmm. So you, like, I've been an 88 for a long time. Today, mm-hmm. I was up to 92. Really? Um, I have a, I have a book launch. There's a lot of good stuff. It's you. It's you. Yeah. But I've been in an 88 for, but I'm not going like 90, 60, you know, I'm not, those aren't, those are massive jumps. If there's some crazy things going on in your life. Right. Uh, But it, it, it does, it, it, it does, it moves up and down based on those factors. So you said, you said it could change every day. Should I be questioning what my peace index? Do I need to get my iPhone out every day and say, all right, today I'm on. Well, Something you can, I, my wife and I went date nights. We yeah. start with, where's your, where's your peace index? Really? When I meet with my kids or 20 year olds, it's the peace index every time. Huh. What's up? When I do my YPO forum, I'm in, we always start with the peace index. Uh, nice. My team, probably once a month or every six weeks, we do a peace index check-in. Hmm. So it, it's just good. It, it makes it, you know what it's really doing? It's getting them to think about self-awareness and about Mm -hmm. self-care and they're starting to manage their own emotions. Mm -hmm. And then there's another key component though, that I put in the book. It's really the driver. One of them is a driver and it's the most important circle. So for me, it's purpose. If my Mm -hmm. purpose is off, everything else is off. So, so So you can have a low number. Yeah. And for most people, it's people or purpose is, yeah. is the number one driver. But like when I was living, you know, I was living in Johns Creek um, and I had bought John Maxwell's businesses. I was merging them into giant. My purpose in 2007 was really high, 95. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm just so excited. And the people, because we had to do a turnaround because the mm-hmm. business was so, you know, you know, it was so mm-hmm. done. I had to clean it up and turn around. All the people were excited about me. And then mm-hmm. it was new, the place, an hour from the mountains. We can go to the beach in five, six hours. You're like, 
this is awesome. Right. Uh, lots to do in Atlanta. So it's Can't kind of do 90s. That in Oklahoma City. Can't do that in Oklahoma <laughs> City. Then, then we get to um, my my personal health. You know, I was younger. It was mm-hmm. really pretty good. Provision was good. I mean, literally, I was probably a ninety four. Wow. Um, as a, as a total peace index, really high. Fast forward seven years, my purpose had dropped from a ninety five down to a sixty mm-hmm. because I was managing other people's visions, not my own. So then when my driver fell, all of the other pieces fell. And then I started noticing things like traffic. <laughs> <laughs> when my purpose was high, I didn't notice the traffic. Mm-hmm. When my purpose was low and my driver was off, I noticed traffic. Man, there's a lot of transient people here and, mm-hmm. and school and blah, 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 blah. Then you right. start to whine and complain. And then my personal health, I'm stressed. It's starting to fall apart. So... We moved to London, place, you were at our place, you saw, mm-hmm. built in 1583, 10-bedroom, old manor, place. Too bad you couldn't cool. afford something newer. Really high. <laughs> uh, purpose was high again. My people were high. My personal health was high. My provision was low because I was funding that lifestyle. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, see, an awesome it, place. So the peace index is actually a story. It's a narrative. At any point in time, you can look back and do the peace index and tell your story. Mm. And so when we moved here, we moved to back to Oklahoma, my, my purpose was still really high. The people were still really high because they're all involved in Giant. And then I'm getting mm-hmm. to come back to our old friends, my family. But my place went back because I didn't want to come back to my hometown. So <laughs> my place dropped from the River Thames to Oklahoma City. <laughs> And I dropped down from like 92 down to a 70. Oh. And so that's when we just, that's when, when we decided to build a neighborhood. Right. So that response was like, and I know not everyone can build a neighborhood, right? But right. <laughs> we built a neighborhood and it's amazing. You've been to our place. I have, um, yes. Very cool. And it's so fun. And so it gets me back in the high 80s um, mm-hmm. for place. So that's what I mean, like control what you can control if possible. Right. So I love it. So um, tell me a little bit about, you know, you control what you control. And all of us have felt, uh, especially externally, last several years of pandemic and world unrest and all that stuff. That's a lot of negativity to have kind of out there and around us. Do you have some... Uh, tips and tricks on how we can manage that, that those negative things that are in our life and yeah. maybe inevitable. Yeah. And this one, like one of mine is just, I try not to watch the news, but even I get drawn into it sometimes. Well, this is the one that I would tell you it's chapter eight. It's my favorite chapter probably I've ever written. It's called oh. keeping the peace. And okay. I'm going to give you just a couple of tidbits, but I'm telling you this chapter is worth the entire book, the price, hmm. the whole $15, $18, whatever it is that we have that, you know, it is priced. Um, anyway, um, it goes like this. Every morning I call myself up. I remind I remind myself who I am. Mm-hmm. Do you still have me, Matt? There we go. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I call myself up and I remind myself who I am. Uh, it's a really interesting little exercise. I then look for people of peace all day. So people mm-hmm. that... Um, really are, are um, that I'm supposed to serve and supposed to help. And then every yeah. day at 5.30, I do this exercise called the examine. And every single day, I, I'd say I do it 80% of the week. I go, what was I grateful for today? Number one. Mm. Number two, I then go, where was I off today? Mm. And it's basically the idea, so far as it depends on me, be at peace with all, all men. Where was I off? Not other mm. people. And what it does is it, I, I keep really short accounts. It helps me deal with any drama. Um, mm. and, and it works. It's amazing. And then the last thing I do is called rest in peace, sleep. I put a theme over myself at night. Eradicate negativity. Uh, one this week was choose joy or expect joy. So mm. when I wake up in the morning, I try to remember the theme. Mm. And it's really hard. To remember the theme. It's crazy. And the so the night before. Yeah. It's really yeah. amazing uh, how hard it is. 
Huh, but interesting. then then I go, okay, what was that theme? Oh yeah, expect joy. So then it gets me into the right frame. So what I'm doing is I'm working to eradicate negativity. I'm working mm. on a system um, that really, really causes me to um, step in to you know what my superpowers are, what I do the yeah. best, and um, it it increases my level of peace because again, I'm managing my emotions so my wife doesn't have to manage them, or right. my my friends or my your business wife partners have don't to manage do. your emotions. Yeah, that's it because I manage my own. Out of curiosity, is that a uh, written exercise or just a thought exercise? It's a For it's you. a written down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I it's a thought now because I do it while yeah. I drive. Yeah, uh, I used to write it down, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it without. So I I do it freely. Like yesterday, right. I was on an airplane, and you know I'm sitting there in my seat doing the the examine, mm. and it was just I guess really once good. Been through the reps enough times, yep. just kind of yep. remember everything. So mm-hmm. um, I've got it. You know, so Chris, Chris, our uh, uh, producer on the show, helped me out a little bit, and trying to craft you know, good, solid questions for Jeremy. Uh, one of the questions he was asking about is, how, how can we serve as a model of peace? How can we serve as a model of peace in a chaotic world? And I know mm-hmm. you've talked about a little bit about, you know, kind of how you're checking yourself. But is that an intentional choice of, hey, the, the world's a crazy place, and I'm going to walk around with my 94 or 88 and try and help folks out? Is that a conscious decision? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a, um, it's a process. So like we can't give what we don't possess. Mm. So the idea that the, there is no world peace until each of us have internal peace, mm. like world peace is all of us having peace, right? right? So doing your part for world peace is doing your part to actually manage your emotions. And I think that's the key component. Most people don't manage their emotions. So we have to deal with that drama and that's not fair to the rest of us. All right. Very cool. I love it. I, I, I did not get an advanced copy of the book. I'm familiar with the concept because we've talked about it a bunch, but I am, I'm looking forward to reading uh, the book. So I'm confessing to the audience. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but you've gone through the concept. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, sure. it's coming out Tuesday. Next okay, Tuesday. I was going to ask. So when yeah. Tuesday? So today's the twenty seventh. That sounds like about October fourth. That's uh, it. I think that's right. About October fourth. Mm-hmm. And so awesome. We can order it on Amazon. I'm sure. Is there, is yep. there a better place to order it? Well, uh, the peaceindexbook.com has two different spots. There's okay. actually a discount for bulk orders if you buy oh, it for yeah. teams. Yeah. So uh, you can get bulk discounts or you can go to Amazon and you could also take the Peace Index assessment uh, at the peaceindexbook.com. The peaceindexbook.com. All right, cool. We will check it out. I'm going to check your math, Jeremy. Find out yes. if I'm really a 78 or not. I like it. Maybe I can improve it by the time I sit down and do the thing. You know, you, you never know. Our buddy Chris Ediger built the assessment, so blame it on him. Did he really? Not, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Chris is a so. local uh, entrepreneur to uh, Gwinnett County and a uh, and a friend of Giant and Rocket IT. So that's pretty awesome. Love it. All right, man. So let's uh, let's do a little lightning round, shall we? Mm-hmm. You've done this once before. We'll see. We'll go back and compare to episode thirteen and see if uh, see if you're. That's right. it answers have changed, but tell us about a single okay. person that's made a huge difference in your life. Doug, you know, his last name or just first name? Well, you share as much as you want. Tell us about Doug. All right. Doug was 83 years old. He was my mentor. He was when he was 81. He started mentoring me uh, up until he was 84. He passed away at 86. So three years with oh. him. And he would say things like this, you know, and he, he was uh, one of the most influential leaders in the world that people didn't know about. He, would, he was mm-hmm. meeting with presidents and uh, foreign secretaries around the world on a regular basis. And so I got to shadow him and set in on some of these meetings. Okay, so wow. not, to, not to name drop, but that was what I did for a long period of time when I was living in Atlanta. And uh, he would say things like this, Jeremy, Jeremy. Do um do fountains move? I'm like, what do you say? Do fountains move? 
I'm like, no, Doug, fountains don't move. Do, peop- do fountains go to people or do people go to fountains? And I'm like, people come to fountains. Why? Because they're thirsty and they need refreshing. And you go, be a fountain. And that's what he would say. <laughs> like, be a fountain. And, and what he meant was, what I'm experiencing right now, um, uh, and you are too, Matt, to that degree. I'm like, people want to be around healthy people. Mm. And when you're healthy and when you have nothing to prove and nothing to lose and nothing to hide, then it you're free to give. And mm. then, then people pull from you. You're not having to push, mm. you know, and right now I'm in a weird spot cause I'm pushing, I'm at, I don't say pushing, I'm, I'm promoting my book, sure. which is always hard. I'm like, Hey Matt, would you mind buying some books? You know? And that's <laughs> like a, that feels like a, it's an ask, but I'm drawing down from capital, but it's actually so good for people and so healthy mm. that um, it doesn't feel like heavy lifting right now. Mm. And I've been trying to live a life to go, can I be a fountain for people? And that's really it. It's like, imagine if all of us, so all of those guys were fountains for me. Now I'm turning around and trying to be a fountain for other people. I love it. Well, uh, and in your, what, early 40s, too. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> it's something like I'll that. I'll be 51 next week on my book launch. is my birthday. I'll be 51. Hey, happy birthday. Thank nice. you. Thank you. I love yeah. it. Uh, all right. So, I, you, you know, you just shared an important life lesson with us, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to know, is there, is there another one? Is, is that the most important life lesson you think you sort of landed on? Because, you know, this is an interesting question to ask you because you've spent a lifetime studying this stuff. And you've written about a lot of important things and how people can leverage tools and vocabulary to improve their lives. What's what's what stands out for you as a really important well, lesson? There's so many, right? Because I, I learned from like many of you, I learned from dead people, um, like reading their books. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I'm Not like listening uh, to their podcast, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm fascinated by Dwight Eisenhower. And nice. how he built infrastructure. Huh. Um, I have, um, you know, uh, John Cragen, who taught me how to use business, as I mentioned, as a platform for good. Uh, my dad teaching me the ropes of in your 20s is not what you do, it's who you work for and do it right the first time, right? There's all these components. Uh, Will Rogers, which you mm-hmm. know, I'm a, a massive uh, Will <laughs> Rogers fan. Right. And um, so, you know, just uh, Will Rogers to me is who says you can't. Uh, but you know, honestly, if I'm going to pr- I'm going to promote my state here, uh, Oklahoma is not the most. You know, people aren't running and rushing to get into Oklahoma per se, right? It's not right. like the ideal state. It's not like a California that you go or Florida. But there is a culture here of pioneering spirit, and the values of an Oklahoman resonate with me mm-hmm. and. They're basically resilience. They are pioneering. Who says you can't? And kind of a entrepreneurial wonderland. And you know, like literally, I just I don't feel limited at all here. Where other places I've lived that maybe felt a little bit limited, or like, oh, well, who's, who says you can? And who's mm-hmm. your so, so who's your dad? Tell me about your family. <laughs> and like that was an indicator of whether you should be doing what you're doing or not. And so for me, um, I've just kind of lived that life of like, um, what if we got to the point of who says we can't, and that becomes now the, the level of like, you know, a fervor and excitement and risk. Mm, And so that's what, that's what I try to live my life. And I look for people of peace every day and then I just give them my best and try to activate them and awaken them. And um, so I'm rambling, but that's, those no, are that's great. That's great. So as a, as an author of a number of best-selling books, you spent a good portion of your professional life working with folks from all different walks of life and different leaders and so forth. Where do you go for inspiration? Is there, is there a favorite podcast? Is there a favorite book right now that you're reading? Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So this is where like, it's kind of interesting, Matt, because, um, 
Where I go is I go in the air. I go up to Delta on a on a flight. Okay. And what I what I love to do more than anything, and I but I do I read a ton, so I gather people's feedback. But I actually like to solve problems. I that's why I build all the tools. Mm. And I start playing with like, huh? Wonder why he does that. Oh. <laughs> Is it me? And so then my thoughts become my playground, if you will. Right. So it's, it's in my head is where I like to go. And I like to play with ideas and ideals and, and going, I bet that if we could change this, it would lead to that. And then I take some reading that I've had or I'll pull them back up. And then I apply a phrase or something that I've kept. So I have a very rich note section in my phone. And nice. that note section has all these categories so that when I go to my wonderland, I can then pull a quote or an idea or whatever into that solution. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, you know, I'm a techie. I got to know what's the app you're using for that. You're literally using the notes app or? It's called notes on your really? phone. Really? Yes. I just use that. So, that's, so that's, you know. Basically I, the, uh, the uh, what, the... 20, 20, uh, 21st century, uh, spiral bound. Right there That's it. Uh, That's it. And well, it's, um, you know, I have this, um, better business, uh, idea here. I've got all these different notes on influencers. I also have dad jokes in here too, <laughs> uh, which, which I put in. Oh uh, man. Can I put you on the can spot? Can I tell you one? Can yes, I do please. one? Yes. Please. All right. Um, yeah. My my wife, she accused me of stealing her thesaurus. Not only was I shocked, but I was also aghast, appalled, and dismayed. Nice. <laughs> I love it. No? There's a second part of that. I actually heard that one the other day. You, do okay. you have it? No, I don't. Do you have it? No. I don't. Oh. What is it? My wife asked me where the dog, what I did with the dog bolt. I'm going to get it wrong. Right. And I said, yeah. um, I didn't know he could. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Isn't that funny? I'm sure I botched that. <laughs> oh man. Forever. No, that's forever good. And podcast episode. Uh, on. But yeah, so, I, anyway. I actually saw that the other day. I love it. I love it. Well, on that note, Jeremy, it's time to wrap things up for myself and our audience. Thank you for joining me today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We hope this episode provided you with a new means to find peace in a chaotic world. And for those wishing to expand that peaceful thinking into their work life, Rocket IT helps businesses and nonprofit organizations protect their data through modern cybersecurity measures. To take the first step in protecting your team, achieving a restful state of mind, contact us. Love this copy from Chris, man. It's so good. Contact us, marketing at rocketit.com, or you can call us at 770-441-2520. Thank you, sir. Jeremy, enjoyed it. Nice job. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you.